and welcome to No Stupid Answers, episode 10, the show with the most qualified people discussing and answering the most interesting questions from Reddit. I'm Colton Goose Wallace, joined by the rest of Fireteam Sierra, Lori Iceman Asava, Jessica Merlin Yazarians, and Josh Maverick Lieto. Show me the money! Hey, Josh, I think that's a different movie. <laughs> that's my Tom Cruise impression. Oh, that's pretty good. I, did, I mean, I knew, yeah, I knew that was Tom Cruise. Uncanny. Wow, I thought Tom Cruise was with us. Who's Josh? <laughs> uh, well, as Tom Cruise also once said, nothing ends nicely. That's why it ends. So with that, <laughs> I can officially end my Tom Cruise impersonation. Thank you, guys. All right. Next week, we'll be doing Chris Pratt. Okay. <laughs> on to the questions for this week. Our first question comes in from Reddit user PersonPlaceThings333. The question is, does my car currently have a high trade-in value due to the economy? Yeah. Car sales are crazy right now. And um, used car prices, everybody will tell you, are like skyrocketing. And so you'd think that your trade would be high due to the economy and due to the chip shortage and things due like that. Due to the economy and stuff. <laughs> due to the economy and stuff. <laughs> and um, you'd think that. And then you'd go and do some things like get an estimate um, from like kellybluebook.com and find out your car is worth almost as much um, as like a new car, like a used car. Um, and then you try to trade it in like I did for an actual new car and find out that they didn't want to give you that value. So like, I think the answer to this question is medium and it kind of uh, ends up being like, it can be more, but you have to find somebody to give you more. And so that can be done in a couple of different ways. So you could shop around. You could um, try to sell the car um, to a, a, like a, a person. You'll get more money that way. Um, or you could just like sell it to like any random dealership and see if you can get what you can get for it. But like in my experience, um, when I tried to actually trade in my um, my old car for a new one, I wasn't getting enough for it. And it, they weren't even close to what I was seeing, like cars um, similar to what I was trying to trade in um, going for um, used. So I don't know. You should shop around and do your due diligence because that's the best way to get the most out of your car. Jessica, was your car, did you own your car or was it a lease that you were turning in and swapping for a new car? It was a lease. So I have leased a lot of cars. I like leasing. Um, but because like car sales are crazy, it's like bleeding into leases as well. So like I had an option to buy my lease, which was what I ended up doing, um, partially because I couldn't get enough value out of it. So the thing with trading in your car for a higher value, so... Obviously, your trade-in may have higher values, but also all the other used cars have higher values. So if you're getting a lot of value out of your trade-in, it's going to depend on what your future plans are for transporting yourself. Right. If you don't need a car anymore, then yeah, it's a great time to be able to sell your used car. Yeah, like the get best a couple time. thousand dollars extra on top. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you also need another car then you might end up paying a marked up value on that other car. So you're actually not really gaining anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, if you are buying a new car and you can find it for MSRP, then there's a chance to make some ground up because you're going to be paying the top level for that car, but you're getting an increased um, value out of your trade-in. Which is the scenario that actually allowed us to buy a new car for Colton um, so his deal was much better than like what I was able to to find. Um, so we got like a fair amount for his trade, more than we normally would have gotten if the market was like normal. So we bought the car. We had no issues when we bought it and everything, you know, had the car. And then we ran into problems after that. Everything seemed fine at first. And then all the issues started. So the way the story goes, I was waiting to get my title in the mail so I could go get plates for the car. I had a temp tag from the dealership and it was coming up on the day my temp tag was going to expire. So I emailed the guy at the dealer we were dealing with and I said, hey, did you guys send out this title? I need to get my license, a license plate on this car because this temp tag is about to expire. So 
They responded saying, yeah, we sent that out on this date, and it was some date soon after we had bought the car, but the date was well past. So I'm like, okay, I'll double check all my mail. So I told Jessica, and Jessica was one who actually went through looking for this through all of our mail, and we couldn't find anything. So I, I talked to the guy again, and he said, oh, here, just take this number, and they'll be able to give you the license plate. And I'm like, I looked on the website, and on the website for the, the licensing office, it said, you need uh, this stuff. And it said I needed like an actual copy of the title or a memo title. So I told the guy, I'm like, the website says I need this other stuff. And he's like, no, just take him this number. So I figured this guy's a car dealer. Like the dealership should know what the hell's going on. So I went to the um, the licensing office. And then when I talked to them, they're like, no, this isn't good. You have to actually have the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I thought. So then... I called the guy and I said, hey, I'm at the licensing office. Can you fax a copy here? And he said, no, our titling department's closed for the day. I'm like, great. You made me come here even after I thought this wasn't going to work and you told me it was. And I'm getting annoyed at this point because now I feel like the car dealer, who their whole fucking job is to know how to sell cars and deal with this, is wasting my time because they're incompetent. So after that, I kind of went back and I'm like, all right, well, we'll figure this out and I'll get the title. And then when I talked to the guy again, he's like, Maybe our office was actually holding the title because you had not sent us the previous, the car title for the car you traded in. And I was like, wait, you told me you sent this like weeks ago. So essentially he just guessed that they sent it. Yeah. So at that, then I'm getting kind of fucking annoyed because I'm like, wait, so you didn't even know you sent this, that you didn't send it. And it's, yeah. And so they're at this point trying to hold the title, the memo title on our new car hostage till they get the old one. And you're not allowed to like hold anything hostage like this. I, I had to go and read all the, the laws um, governing this whole process. And I was just like, no, this isn't the way it needs it, it, it needs to go. So it's been over 60 days. Like you need to send this thing. And they wouldn't do it. I had to make a complaint of the attorney general. Um, and finally, finally, like we got a notice that they're sending us something. So yeah, we'll we got, find out. We got a notification that we're getting a package delivered from the dealer. Anyways, the moral of the story is, I don't know. A lot of some car dealerships, I guess, don't know how to sell cars. Mm-hmm. And also... The whole like buying car thing seems crazy right now. Yeah, don't buy a car if you can avoid it. But yeah. like, if you are trying to get rid of your car because you think you could make a few thousand dollars off of it, that might be true. But if you need a car to get around, you're going to be paying a premium for it, and it's going to suck trying to buy a new car. Just buy a bike. <laughs> yeah, you might not need your car. I have never traded in a car. I have only bought two cars in my life brand new cars, kept them as long as I could. Um, So I've never gone through the process of trading in, but I am curious of what leads to this type of car shortage. So I know um, OEMs or like the standard like automotive companies are limiting the number of sedans that they build. So they're not building car cars anymore. Um, Hmm. They're also is a higher need due to COVID because people need to get around and public transit for a long time wasn't as safe as it was before. So the need for cars was really high. Um, But then you tie in the inflation rates, the gas rates, the cost for all of the supply chain, and it just, everything is adding on. So I, I don't know exactly how the algorithm works, but it makes sense that it's really a, hot commodity to have a car and also um it it makes a lot of sense that if you have one and you can trade it in and put it back into the supply chain for others to buy you'll get money but if you're trying to get more out of the supply chain you're not going to because it's just really hard to come by all right well uh person place thing 333 we wish you luck on your keeping your current car getting a new one our next question was posted on Reddit by user Live Love Last Long. And this is a new board for us. This question comes for the, from the Am I the Asshole board on Reddit. So the way this works is people post situations and you have to rate if they are the asshole or they're not the asshole in the situation they describe. 
So we will come to a consensus among our group of if this person is the asshole or not. So the question Ooh, is... All right, my <laughs> asshole meter. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Am I the asshole for letting our puppy up on the couch? My girlfriend and I live together and we recently got this chocolate Labrador puppy, Murph. A rule, one that I never agreed to to begin with, is that she made was that Murph cannot be on the couch, bed, or our chairs. No reason was ever given. She just didn't want him up there. A few nights ago, while she was at yoga, I was watching TV on the couch. Murph comes over to me with these sad little eyes and starts pawing at the couch, whimpering. Starts doing this thing where he tried to hop up but gives up mid-jump. <laughs> I can't take it anymore, oh, so I help him up. I tried putting him on his own cushion, but he got up, walked over, and laid down and started gnawing at my finger, which I did try to correct. He then fell asleep. My girlfriend gets home, sees us on the couch, and starts telling me that by letting him up, I've now set a horrible precedent, and now he'll think that he can whine his way up onto the bed. My excuse to her was, he looked so sad and sounded so sad, and surely we aren't the first couple to let their dog on the couch. She was more worried about the couch having hair and dog smell. She says, I undermined her. Am I the asshole? Ooh, complicated. I say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there is also, um, like, her couch and... And she clearly stated the boundaries that she had in place for when they got the dog, and he broke that promise. So I think he's in asshole territory. So it says in the first paragraph, like, a quotation mark rule, one that I never agreed to to begin with. Okay, so there was not a consensus, Mm, it sounds like. I see. Right. So it's like she decides, girlfriend decides, like, I don't want them up on the couch. And then the boyfriend is like, okay, whatever. And then, like, doesn't really agree to it, but, like, obviously doesn't agree, it sounds like. And then is kind of letting this behavior slide. So it sounds like up front, there wasn't, like, good enough communication to, like, really set these boundaries. Um, Or if there were, maybe the boyfriend didn't, like, take it as seriously. I don't know. If he's posting this, he knows that he did something wrong. (laughs) I feel like he knows that that was the agreement that he had. And despite what he says, he agreed to it, whether it was through silence or through something else. But the fact that he knew that she wasn't going to be happy with it, to me, means that there was some kind of communication. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if this was something that continually happened, but like just happening one time and then they talk about it and then they kind of, I don't know, figure out more firm rules for their dog. Like, I, I feel like it's a very mild asshole, at a, if anything, for I would this agree. I would agree. Right. He's not like an evil asshole. <laughs> and I also think that it's okay in this one case because the dog just looked so sad and <laughs> really wanted to just get up on the couch for just one time. And then after that, he knows that. Okay, well, you did that. That was a special time, but it's over now. And he'll forget about it eventually. (laughs) He'll never forget about that moment. (laughs) Yeah, so I would agree with the girlfriend that it does set a precedent. And you want to, like, when you're training a dog, like, in the puppy stage, like, you want to be consistent. So then they, like, learn. Because, like, if you change the rules, they can't, like, learn. Um, So it is harder to train if you don't have a consistent rule set. So, like, I'm... Also kind of inclined to say you're the asshole here because um, it can, like what your girlfriend is saying is that it does set a bad precedent and training is kind of true. I don't think it is like necessarily the end of the world though, like, cause I think puppies are pretty smart and like they can learn the correct way. You just like can't keep flip-flopping back and forth, you know, like a couple of times isn't going to ruin the day, but whatever. But also like, I don't know, we let our, dog up on the couch and up on the bed but he is 11 pounds he is a small dog and i think initially when i was reading this i was like oh no not the asshole but i was thinking about my small dog like he's tiny he doesn't smell he's like cute and cuddly and not that your dog isn't but like your dog's gonna grow and he's gonna be like 75 pounds i don't know how big do labs get like 50 75 pounds something like that yeah yeah. big right so like i wouldn't want 
um, a large dog up on the couch with me. Um, so I think I've like leaning towards you're the asshole in this situation. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I prefer like having a smaller dog at this point. Um, one, because we don't live in a really rural area, so it's not like convenient to have a large dog when you can't just let him outside into a large space. But also for things like this, like I don't want to have a huge dog that wants to get up on the couch. I prefer my animals to be able to come up and sit next to me. So it's like having like a smaller dog is kind of perfect for that situation. And to describe how like set in it will get for our dog, our Pomeranian, if he does not get let up onto the couch or bed, he will act like he's dying. <laughs> he cries. I feel like he that's what whines. the girlfriend's trying to avoid. Because the more those puppy dog eyes come at you, the more it's going to be hard to resist. Um, I totally get it. I totally, we had no willpower when it came to like, because like when we adopted him, he was already five. Um, and he like immediately wanted to be up on all of the furniture the second we got home. So like we tried to keep him off the bed for like the first night we had him and he was like not having it. And we're like, well, and that fine. wasn't because we didn't want him on the bed. We just thought the first night we should give him some space, but he wanted nothing. To no, do with that. he needed to be, he yeah. decided that's where he belonged mm-hmm. and that's where he is. I do think right that there right could now. be a compromise. Had the person like, put a sheet down or something Mm -hmm. to protect the furniture i think that they would have been out of the asshole territory in my mind because they were like you know what my girlfriend doesn't like this but i also feel like the dog needs some cuddles so let's find a compromise and could have had that conversation but he just gave in and I don't, it is hard to say that you're an asshole when taking care of a cute little puppy. So it's, it, it's <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Agreed. You're not really an asshole. You're more of just a little inconsiderate at that time. <laughs> Can you have like, I feel like you could have one piece of dog furniture. Yeah, yeah, I was like, just thinking that too. Like, yeah, so like, that way the dog can have one piece of furniture right. he's allowed on. But Maybe if she's he's concerned the about the smell... Like, yeah. the furniture being in the house, I don't know. Like, how does that work if you have a dog well, yeah. dog couch? Well, just, put, just put some plastic wrap over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, over everything. Josh yeah. is, like, vintage. calculating all the ways a little have dog, a dog. Just a little dog <laughs> chair. Or even just kind of section off part of your couch and just put yeah. a little bit also, of plastic wrap and maybe a blanket. And that's where <laughs> the dog sits. And then you can just easily clean up the mess uh, by removing the plastic sheets. I would agree. I don't like dog smells. So, like, if I, like, walk into somebody's house and it smells like dog, I kind of am like, oh, gross. And hopefully my house doesn't smell like fucking dogs. Like, I hope we're not nose blind to it. I don't think our house smells like dog. But, like, um, does it smell like dog? So, I think... <laughs> I don't think I feel so. like... The- okay. The vibe I'm getting here is, like, mild asshole, but could definitely... He could be safe still. Yeah, yeah, He doesn't yeah, have yeah. to continue down this path. Yeah, yeah. Set some like re assert, assert your boundaries and like talk about like the way you guys want to train the puppy and like what the like more specific rules than like see if you can come to a consensus and compromise and then like use that to move forward and then stick with it. I'm yeah. also full support of this person um going down to the ground with the dog, you know? That's a whole couch oh, yeah. for the dog. Why is the dog got to come up? Why don't you go down? Oh, that's a really good point. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody's like, but I have a couch because I'm a human. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> thing. I do think that if the dog wants cuddles and you're really not into like bringing them up on the furniture, I say something to protect the furniture that you can wash or go down to their level. I agree with that. All right. Mild asshole. I believe that's our <laughs> final judgment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Since there is not truly a mild asshole option, though, you are the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck. (laughs) All right. Our next question posted to Reddit by user Compulsive Thief. And the question is, is mixing Jägermeister and beer actually a thing? I hope not. I uh, I hope not. And I'm here to tell you that however you want to mix your alcohol is a thing. (laughs) You can just do whatever you want. That is true. 
if I was going to do Jägermeister, I might do a Jägerbomb, but uh, I don't do those anymore. But I, I mean, Did wait, what's a Jägerbomb? Yeah, what's a Jägerbomb? A Jägerbomb? That's, oh, okay. that's Jägermeister into a Red Bull or Monster. You said Jäger. Jäger, yeah, I no, thought that, that was, was a, intentional. a special kind of drink. It is. Yeah. It's very special. I have a related terrible thing that I was thinking that this kind of reminded me, though, of. Okay. I heard of people online doing this, and I wanted to know if you guys have heard of this or if you've ever is this tried it. Is this a TikTok it. trend? I don't know where the ultimate source probably it is probably from TikTok. Uh, it is okay. the uh, you mix balsamic vinegar with uh, Lacroix, and it makes mm, like okay. a Coca Cola well, flavored beverage. I don't know if it's flavors like Coca Cola, but I that flavor you could probably do that if you had, especially if you had strawberry Lacroix. Yeah. Um, and or I, flavored balsamic. I used to work at an oil and vinegar shop, mm. and one of the things that we people would suggest was putting some vinegar, they had all kinds of flavors, putting it into sparkling water and you make your own little cocktail. Now, that's pretty much LaCroix, but LaCroix is flavored. Or there's non-flavored ones too, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, LaCroix is naturally yeah. essenced. It's not technically <laughs> it's flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it's just a bunch of flavor molecules, like extracts of like orange, limonene, and lim- linalool. Limonene? <laughs> Limonene, good old eugenol. You guys ever, have you, do you guys like Jaeger? Do you ever drink Jaeger no. in mixes? Or? Fuck no. Okay. No, it tastes like, like black licorice. It's kind of good though. Do you oh, like black God. licorice? I do, but it's... The classic Jaeger is like you drop a, a shot of Jaeger into a, a drink, like a however many ounces of Red Bull, and you drink yeah, that. Yeah, but that's but not a beer. I <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. But I, I'm just saying, like, my point is you can make whatever. People drink Gatorade and vodka, and they're like, oh, look at this drink. Like, what the fuck? People also drink, like, vodka and Mountain Dew. Any shitty fucking drink you can think of, put it with Mountain Dew. People are out there doing it. Oh yeah, tequila and, <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Well, vodka is great because it's been it's so distilled that it's basically flavorless, except for the yeah, alcohol it takes the flavor, flavor of whatever. <laughs> and so yeah, so you, you really can put it with anything, whether that be Mountain Dew Purple Thunder. <laughs> but cool. like, depending on what kind of beer, though, I think you, I could, I bet I could find a beer like mixed together with it, and it'd be okay. I don't know that I would, but. I feel like I could. Maybe, Anyways, I, maybe you that's could, a challenge. Wait, why you haven't get... you tried this yet, Colton? If you like Jaeger, this is your opportunity to shine. I well, I don't really drink much in terms of like uh, Jaeger bombs anymore, so I don't have Jaeger. I feel like that's, that's like for children. Yeah, that's like in your 20s. I don't know. Yeah. That <laughs> we know better. But I do have a confession to make. Um, I used to go out on Thursdays every week in college, and I would get this drink. Okay, I was a poor college student, so I wanted cheap drinks. And I went to the same bar every Thursday, and I figured out that you could get what they called energy drink. It was on their uh, their little uh, handle there, yeah, on their tap. So I got energy drink and tequila oh. for my first. I got like a double energy drink and tequila for my first drink what every is, Thursday to kind of like wake myself up for going out Thursday night. Do you guys think well tequila or well vodka is better? Well vodka. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. I took multiple <laughs> beverage classes in college. <laughs> and I remember my professor telling me that like, distilling you can only distill your vodka so many times so most of the times when they say it's like ultra distilled or whatever it's a marketing scheme to get you to buy it and so recently i went out on the town went to a bar and i told my friend i said you know i'm drinking well all night like it's a marketing scheme it's going to be fine Worst hangover of uh, so, my Lori, life. Can I, it is not can I, a marketing yeah, scheme. Let me, this so is a chemistry problem. It kind problem. of is a marketing scheme in some ways, but there is some reality to yeah, it. Yeah, it's also a chemistry problem. There's a, uh, I can't think of what it's called, Jessica, do you remember? There's this extra layer when they distill it that the the higher quality ones, typical, 
Typically. It's called yeah. a heart cut, and yeah. it's like if you take a thinner slice of like okay, so cut, like if you're thinking about distillation, so like the vapors of the alcohol and like all the different compounds that are in that are like kind of like going up a tube, and like um, you can choose which part of that um, uh, vapor to like pull off and that's like basically what distillation is and so like the heart cut is like the the smallest slice where you're getting the most purity right so you don't have any extra methanol or other types of like molecules that have similar boiling points to ethanol which Things is like that give you hangovers that gives you hangovers right so if you take a smaller slice of that middle portion it's more pure ethanol and you have less of those molecules that like can give you a fucking hangover like and methanol is one of them and there's some others as well um well let me tell it. you i didn't i should have looked at the bottle um <laughs> didn't realize that i was drinking an alcohol that I have never drank before. It was beyond lower than well, in my opinion. <laughs> it was like, a, I have no idea. I didn't really get a look at the bottle, but I just kind of saw it in the distance. And I was like, that doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. And I've drank a lot of random things in college. And <laughs> this was bad. But back to Jaeger, I... Not a not a black licorice fan, and I don't believe that it would taste well in beer. Uh, just feels like too many things going on. Um, so my answer would be it may be a thing, not my thing. Uh, my answer is that I never thought about it before, but now I'm kind of interested to try and see where it might work. But then you have to waste your drunkenness on like shitty mixtures of Jägermeister and beer. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It might be good though. What if it's good? I have, I think that there's a one in 10 chance that uh, it would be good. <laughs> Compulsive Thief, can you tell me what kind of beer is recommended for this? I would really like Ooh, to know. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I feel like we all have to try it. <laughs> Jesus. Next, Next week. week. <laughs> Next week. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> speaking of drinking, I would like to present to you a drink that I invented. Oh, um, no. This drink, this drink is called the hot tub. And if you're ever looking for a new drink to dry, I recommend you try the hot tub. So, I'm going to tell you how to make the hot tub here today. So, what you do is you get a nice, healthy serving of gin, probably like three ounces. And oh then you put that gin in the microwave to heat it up. You want oh it to get warm. God. You want it to get warm like a hot tub. And then when but not it comes boiling because you don't want to boil the alcohol boil off. It, how, think of how hot you'd like your hot chocolate. That's how hot you want your warm gin. <laughs> I like my hot chocolate real hot. And then you take the warm gin and then you. Oh my God. And you have a hot tub. Now I would recommend. It's it's a good drink to sh to have with a friend. Like you make two hot tubs and you guys sit and have a chat. In a hot so anyways, tub. That's a hot tub. Um, credit at Boltron City for the hot tub. That's that's my invention. So, I'm uh, I'm surprised. Have you, you tried this? Put your have name you, to have that? you experimented with this yourself? I mean, yeah, I am the originator of the hot tub. So you have you have consumed <laughs> this. Oh yeah. No, he's lying. Well, when okay, you well, say hot tub, I mean, for me, I think the obvious thing, right? I mean, you think the obvious thing, right? You think what's hot, the obvious what's thing? The <laughs> hot tub time machine two. No, hot tub, I haven't seen two. I liked one. It just makes me wonder what would be the extension of your drink. How would you make it go from hot tub to a hot tub time machine? Because mm. I think that's I'll a better figure drink out. game. You put well gin. I hate gin. There's no way. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, this and is that's, not... that's just unbelievable. I'll never drink that. No gin ever? No, I'm never, I never want to drink gin for the rest of my life. Okay, maybe we can have some good gins over here. Like, next time you come over, I'll if give I you some good If I ever get gins. some good gin in my hands, I will... Take it to the sink, and I'll ask you to join me in this pursuit, and I will pour it right down the drain. <laughs> no, you'll take it and pour it into the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Wait, why gin? I have too many questions about this. Yeah, why gin? Why is a why hot tub? Why is it a... gin? Why isn't it any other alcohol? Great question. Oh, uh, it just felt right. Gin kind of tastes like a tree, 
and you want to be you want to feel the outdoors when you're in a hot tub. Oh, so I see. I, I kind yeah. So it's kind of like you think of yourself in a hot tub with snowy pine trees surrounding you. Well, if it's botanicals you're going for, why don't we just do a good mulled wine? That would be better than gin with. Add some, <laughs> you could add some Chardonnay, and that would be the hot tub time machine. I like oh. I like putting a little bit of potpourri in mine. <laughs> getting, getting water boiling up to about 213 degrees. <laughs> uh, thanks for your question, compulsive thief. Um, please let me know what kind of beer it is, and uh, we'll be back after this short break. And welcome back to the podcast. Our next question comes in from Reddit user Option Strangler. And the question is, how can I get myself to go to sleep on time? I would like to go to bed earlier so I can get better sleep, but I feel like I need to stay up later to either get all the work done I want to do or have enough free time to do fun stuff. Oftentimes, when I'm finished with work and done with all my chores and everything, I have a little time left to relax and do fun stuff like watch TV, play video games, etc. So I stay up later, enjoying myself, then I go to bed late and can't get up the next morning. What can I do to get myself to want to go to bed earlier rather than doing other stuff? Mm, okay, wait, so there's two questions here. There's The first question is, how can I get myself to go to sleep on time? And then the last sentence is... is what can I do to get myself to want to go to bed earlier rather than do other stuff? So that which question is it? They're not it's the, the same. same thing. No, it's not. Well, it's, they want the same result. So they're they sick. want more sleep. Yeah. So I my vote is melatonin. I think you should get yourself sleepy. I think drugs is the answer. <laughs> actually, <laughs> we'll just cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah. I suggest that you quit eating so much so you have less energy and you'll want to go to sleep. <laughs> or you could eat all the same things and then just take some drugs <laughs> dude's gotta just like work out for like an hour probably and really get just really get the heart pumping for a good while and then that you'll fall asleep whether you want to or not i don't know i feel like that but like you get this sometimes when you're working a lot and you don't have time to do stuff like you get like this like revengeful feeling exactly. later on you're like oh this is fucked up i want to have time to play some fucking video games i'm just gonna play video games then it's 2 a.m and then you gotta wake up and go to work the next morning you're like fuck yeah i get it i also get revenge late nights i don't like to go to bed yeah, i do not I, either i am not a good person to ask this question i never go <laughs> right. to bed on time so I, there was a, a like an internship i did in college that i worked at in the summers and um, this place required starting work at 7 a.m. So I had to be there at 7 a.m. And physically, physically be there. Yeah, physically be there at 7 a.m. And um, what happened was I didn't go to bed early enough. I just didn't sleep as much. And it was awful. Like, it's just not I fucking hate getting up that early. So as it's gone on, like after college, I haven't had to work jobs that have required me to get up that early. And mm -hmm. maybe I self-selected my way out of such jobs. Yep. Um, but especially now, like I have a much more flexible schedule, but earlier in my career, I definitely felt like I needed to get to the office earlier. So it, and I just ended up not sleeping as much, I think. And maybe I would sleep in every Saturday, Sunday. I'm not saying that's the right answer, but that's typically what would happen. Like, cause I am, I'm with you. Like I would have all this time doing stuff and then I'd be like, man, I'd like to watch some TV and play video games. Like I, I like to do both those things as well. And I typically would stay up later doing them. So I don't know that I have a good answer because I literally just suffered from the same thing. I have a suggestion. So yeah. if it's within your um, budget, you can actually maybe start to pay somebody to do some of the chores. Um, this is like something that I have been thinking about a lot. Um, and I've read some studies about this where people that actually hire um, somebody else to do chores, like, you know, simple cleaning or like taking care of the yard work or like things that they don't want to do um, that is time consuming and need to, needs to be done. Like if you can afford to hire somebody to do these types of things, studies show that people are much happier. Like you get 
you're basically paying to have your time back. And like, so if it's in your budget, like, it might actually be a solution for you. Um, it's something that I would like to do eventually. And hopefully that we have the, you know, financial means to be able to afford that at some point in our lives. Because like, who fucking wants to do chores? Like nobody. Um, and I think that like, it's okay to do that. So um, that would be a suggestion. How messed up can't... is our capitalist society that people have to pay people to do their work at home? Oh, I agree 100%. They spend too much time at regular work. Oh, that hurts yeah, my it's soul. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would much rather like have like less work hours every week and just do that stuff and then have like a, but like that's not an option a lot but of times. I would argue that even if I had less work hours, I want less chore hours no matter what. So like I think that yeah. like I eventually would want to hire somebody sure. to do these types of tasks because I don't want to fucking do them. Like and I think that that's completely okay. It is definitely okay if I I, I just <laughs> I'm talking about the general world of wow, we work ourselves to a point where we get less sleep, less joy. Like, oh, why? Why is it? Why is the world like that? Um, why is it okay? Yeah, like it's it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, option strangler. I just want to take a moment, just me and you here. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, I know this sucks, but it it the system sucks. Like the way that works out to where you can't like have that time of enjoyment and you have to do all this like, you know, too much work to be able to enjoy yourself. I understand, man. I get it. I feel it. But uh, anyways, I will uh, a couple a couple more things that might help you with sleepiness, sleepy time tea. Josh, I know you like that stuff. Um, kind of like puts you in a calm mode. Uh, turning off your screens mm-hmm. also very helpful. Like wind down and pick a good book that you like that will kind of wind you down um also um a nice bath or um kind of like lavender smells or Mm -hmm. calming things can uh help as well i have like a body wash that is like um kind of like a lavender melatonin kind of body wash which is very nice and body wash (laughs) it it does when i am like feeling like really energized or something i'll take a hot shower and like that will calm me down and like kind of ease me into the night um so those are things that i would suggest um but also i would suggest putting in some very strong boundaries at work i think making sure that you Come in at a certain time, leave at a certain time, and make sure you hold those boundaries strong because wherever you work, no matter what you do, they'll always try to take more time from you. And Mm -hmm. it's only on you to hold those boundaries. So make sure that you find the time to like put those boundaries in place so you can do the things that you want to do. And then use those other little mechanisms to kind of trigger you to realize, okay, it's sleepy time. Yeah. I mean, baths are nice, but baths are a thing that I always feel like, like, I'll be like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I don't really like baths, so I take showers. I don't like baths either, but like, I do like lavender and lavender does kind of relax you. So most of aromatherapy is bullshit, but like, I think that like, lavender is like one of the things that like, does help people relax. What about chakra therapy? Uh, you can buy our uh, No Stupid Answers podcast branded chakras for chakra therapy. Uh, Just get them. a few extra chakras while you're at it. You know, buy one, it's yeah. buy one get one free here yes. at the podcast. Uh-huh. Is that what the is that where they use the magnets and they pull all the iron out of your body? I mean, if that's the case, you'll be dead. So Mm. then you'll definitely be sleeping. So (laughs) also, um, hot, you can buy a hop pillow. um, What's a hop pillow? It's made out of hops, like for, from like beer. um, It is. Yeah. And there's compounds, there's like compounds and hops that, can like kind of calm you down a little bit and um, help you go to sleep. So you can get a hop pillow 
Um, so you get all of the benefits of drinking 10 beers without I was say, take some see. alcohol, drink some alcohol Ten before beers. you. Wow. And then like, um, okay, so earlier I, I suggested melatonin, um, but I'd like to give you guys a fun fact about that. Um, so like different people can like tolerate different levels of melatonin. Have any of you ever taken that to like get sleepy before? Yes. Yes. I have some, I have pretty good experience with melatonin myself. How much do you take, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I just take, I can't recall the exact uh, number of pills it was, but I do know that I just take the minimum dosage uh, as recommended on the bottle, and I think that's just like one capsule or whatever. There's an enzyme that people have like some variation with, and like so some people are just naturally really good at breaking down melatonin, and they need a higher dose of melatonin to like get those like sleepy effects. Um, and then other people like cannot tolerate it, and they have like a different version of this enzyme, or um, uh, and, and it breaks down the melatonin really slowly and so like smaller doses of it are extremely effective and like can be even too much so like if you're going to try melatonin you should always start really like slow with like a small dose and like it's like kind of like a, a like your your mileage may vary with this um because you don't know what type of enzyme you have <laughs> until you start experimenting with it. But like right. um, for me, I have like had some good, um, you know, like experimentation with with melatonin, but I need a really small dose. If I take too much of a dose, like two milligrams or more, I'm super groggy. So anyways, I think you should try it. Yeah, I don't get well with any of the sleep medication. Maybe that's why. It might be, Lori. It I might get be. so loopy and I am like, like sleep medicine hung over the next day. Like I can't focus. Yeah. Um, is it all sleep medicines or is it just like melatonin? Uh, I've taken, I don't even know if I've taken melatonin other than I do have, it is in my body wash, which is nice. <laughs> it relaxes my body. But um, like sleep medicines, like NyQuil and my friend. Yeah. I uh, really like Z-Quill, which is just like the sleep part of it. One other suggestion that I have, I live in the great state of California where weed is legal. Um, a sleep time gummy is also very helpful for sleeping. Mm. If you are open to that and have like are in a state where it's legal, it is something that um, can help. And if you are of age and consuming it legally um, yes, thank for you. yourself, purchased for yourself and consumed only by you, by yourself in a room with nobody else and not doing anything. <laughs> I support yeah. that. That's what I support. Do you know that Z-Quil is just diphenhydramine, which is just Benadryl? So Benadryl will also make you sleepy. Ah, um, I knew it was like, it's like, what is their ad? It's the cold medicine minus the cold or something like that. Oh, eat turkey, eat turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. L-tryptophan. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. Eat some yeah. turkey. If you eat turkey. Save yeah. my nightly turkey. Except that there's not enough L-tryptophan in turkey to make I you I do sleepy. recommend just... upgrading your freezer so that you can store at least eight turkeys in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just eat a huge meal like you're like it is Thanksgiving. Hey, a person complaining about not having enough time. Do you have time to fucking make a turkey? <laughs> just roast a turkey every day. Get it frozen. And you don't have to get it out for until two days before, and you just let it sit in the sink for two days. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we did that one year. It was no, crazy. No, don't do that. Oh, that I just remembered what it is. I... <laughs> what What did you so, do? I, I just remembered the... Okay, so, like, user, the a legitimate thing that could actually help you get sleepy is um, um, taking a, a magnesium supplement. So, like... Oh my God! This can relax your muscles and like, like also it's going your to turn mind. Me blue. <laughs> no, that's silver. silver. That's colloidal silver. Magnesium Don't take that. Silver. <laughs> so no, 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 no silver at all. Um, take keep silver out of your mouth and put it in your ears. You can have silver jewelry. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but you cannot take silver internally. Is bad for you. Um, despite what 
people say. Um, but magnesium supplements actually can relax your muscles and it can help you go to sleep. Um, kind of gets you in a relaxed state and it's an over-the-counter type of supplement that's like pretty well tolerated as far as I know. I've used that before as well. And I have this like magnesium supplement that like makes a little fizzy drink. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's lemon and it's delightful and it makes me tired. So I would also rec recommend that. And as you can see, the theme has been drugs. Mm -hmm. So I will die on this hill that you could try some different substances to make you um, sleepier. Just, um, just um, consult your primary care physician, please. <laughs> Talk to your doctor. Yeah, um, probably a good idea. <laughs> also, another thing, babies do this. Why can't adults? A warm glass of milk. That is something that a lot of... Um, When's the last time you drank warm milk? Well, it's also a very traditional Indian thing, I think. Like, mm. even like... Mm. Oh, chai. Oh, Lori, chai. Yeah, but you have to be careful which tea you use. But it can put you to sleep. After you can't just say meal. chai tea is warm milk. I'm confused. <laughs> it's, it is. Okay, with... so you can have all the spices without the like black tea, right? Well, uh, you can use black tea that doesn't have caffeine in it, I'm sure. It's just, if you put so much sugar in it, it just sends your system kind of into a, <laughs> a shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat a lot of sugar and then crash. Yeah, you could get blackout drunk also. No, <laughs> we do not support that on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, There's a lot of options. Yeah, but here's the thing. So the user, whoever you are out there, just know that people have different sleep patterns. There are early morning people, there are midday people, and there are evening people. There's a great book by Daniel Pink. I can't think of the name. It's like the scientific study of time or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it talks about all these different things. And so sometimes you're just fighting the fact that you are a night owl. I am a night owl. I know Me it. Me too. And so whenever I can trade off morning mo moments or like meetings or slow down my morning in any way, I try. So maybe you need to switch your energy from trying to go to bed to sleep earlier and switch it to trying to wake up later. Because I agree. I, no matter what I do, it's always going to be midnight. And I say, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to go to bed. I have to do these things. Um, it's just who I am. So same but then you have a job to go to in the morning so i guess this is growing up <laughs> well you always have you always have that to fall back on you can always say oh well my job just allows me to do this but maybe the bigger lesson is for you to just realize that maybe ultimately you want to have a job or station in life that allows you to sleep in more i would like to point out it's not just that easy to just like it's not no you don't just get it you don't just say it and it's you don't just wish it you have to say, think about it, and then you have to do things. I think it's just as hard as going to bed early. <laughs> I just think <laughs> if your body doesn't like to do something like that, like it can be kind of hard to change your biological rhythm. Um, so I don't know. I would love to know, and maybe the user can tell me like what type of job they have, and then maybe I can give some specific tips on how to... Um, realign some of the com like the things if you have a very officey job there's other ways to do it if you have um, scheduled kind of like eight hour work shifts that's a different situation so I'm just curious of where they work that causes them to wake up so early yeah option strangler if you want to email the show we'll give you at least 15 minutes of complimentary life coaching. So <laughs> tell us what your status is and we'll, we'll fix you right up. Exactly. This is a but, lifetime. You know, this is like a once in a lifetime deal. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just listen to your heart's rhythm. Um, <laughs> our next question comes in from user Puthy Wrath. And the question is <laughs> <laughs> what are some cheap ways to make ramen delicious? <laughs> 
great name. Well, I the only contribution I have for this question is I can tell you a cheap way to make ramen disgusting. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll start from the bottom. Yeah, what are what, the cheap ways to make ramen disgusting? I tried to I tried to make ramen delicious, like extra delicious, instead of just making what comes in the package by uh, incorporating it as the noodles in my pad thai. And let me tell you, the noodles hold way too much water, and it just became a big, messy, sloppy, disgusting uh, coma, food coma, carb-inducing slosh of madness. (laughs) And it was definitely, I mean, I think perhaps maybe somebody else could have done a better job, but uh, ramen noodles are something that I think you can get very right or very wrong. Okay, so don't make them into pad thai. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe if someone out there has tried it and it's worked for them. (laughs) Maybe get some better noodles for that. I like to take the instant ramen and like zhuzh it up a little. And like there's, okay, so I've got some tricks. So what I do is. I take the ramen and I I point (laughs) at it and I yell, zhuzh, zhuzh. You gotta zhuzh it up. So um, I love to make like a soft boiled egg. Yuck. Also, or you can make, or no eggs. Maybe you don't like eggs. Okay, so no eggs. <laughs> but I like to add vegetables. So, like, I add frozen vegetables. So, like, peas or, like, broccoli or, like, whatever random frozen vegetables I have at the time. Like, I'll throw those in. Um, and, like, shelled edamame. Big fan. Um, and we always usually have like fresh jalapenos so i'll like take a fresh jalapeno and like mandolin it so it's like super thin slices so like i like a spicy ramen so like i like the um flavor of jalapeno Mm. and i like the spiciness so like i'll just like put that like as a garnish or like put it like right into the soup as it's like um the mixture is cooking um and then like usually i'll add like random spices to it like sometimes i just add turmeric and a little bit of garlic or like um usually always turmeric and also like like cayenne pepper or um like a chili oil again i like it spicy yeah if you can find chili oils we've had a lot of luck with like adding finding like a spicy chili oil and adding that into your mixture if you don't like spicy though if you take toasted sesame oil and like drizzle that on top like just a small amount it's super like flavorful like it'll give you like a really nice like flavor without like the heat and also i have this like seaweed blend that's like from trader joe's i don't know what it's called anyways it's like a seaweed like sesame seed like um seasoning and i like throw that on top as well so like yeah like okay we'll run from from the top make it spicy if you can tolerate that if you can't toasted sesame oil next (laughs) frozen vegetables of your choice like broccoli is my favorite but like you can use whatever corn peas edamame um and then i also like to add an egg controversial if you don't like eggs don't add it um but i like to add like a like a soft or medium boiled egg um and then um random spices like turmeric um and a sliced jalapeno if you like it spicy so those are my tricks yeah get a lot of vegetables in there it's delicious it is and jessica you aced that question (laughs) those are my don't forget the cabbage oh yeah cabbage oh my god such a good idea do you like it especially if you're not that in the spicy stuff do you want to add more mass but not add just like a ton of more noodles cabbage just makes a great bed for your ramen oh my god that's such a good idea josh do you like um like julienne it or like how like what do you like slice it really thin just use no just use uh full bok choy leaves and just Mm. make sure to cut the ends off of them in case uh they are kind of make sure to take out any nasty leaves (laughs) or any parts of any nasty leaves and then kind of just Wash them and place them in there, and I think they'd be fine. Oh, I love bok choy. Or steam. I yeah, I actually would probably steam them because they're quite hard around the stem. Yeah, you could add some like napa cabbage too if you like. I'm I'm thinking yes. like if you like julienne, All like kinds. slice it like really thin, or even if you have just like 
regular ass cabbage i'm sure it'd be fine too um for us it's more so of like what do we just have at home you know we have to try to figure out so green onions red cabbage might work Ooh, too if you do it right i like oh, to green add green onions, onions. um oh, i also always have like even when i was a kid my friend taught me the frozen the frozen vegetable trick lots of peas and my ramen mm-hmm. i also for mm-hmm. at one point started putting chunks of cheese in it but honestly mm. looking back probably not i mean it tasted good just kind of weird <laughs> you kind of have like two weird. different yeah. kinds of consistencies but hey i liked it um if but yeah green onions and also don't i mean there's different ways to do the ramen. Like you don't always have to do watery ramen. Like you can use the noodles and put some oil and garlic and um, like different types of seasonings and make it more of like a stir fry vibe. Maybe mm-hmm. not the pad thai that Josh suggests, but um, I did find a website that gave a lot of suggestions and one that I was kind of uh, surprised by was peanut butter. So you can make them into like mm. a peanut butter Thai kind of vibe. I don't like mm. that personally, but it's an option. Um, and then also, if you like meat, then you can put other kind. You can put meats in it. You can put uh, bacon. You can put uh, pork. You can put chicken. All kinds of things. I was just actually I thinking, think it, like, is that Colton or your dog that really wants? It's me, so he's, he's, he's like, he's like I really want that ramen. Yeah, so my dog's name is Miso. He came in when he heard bacon. Yeah. He's like bacon and pork, and that's so funny. Yes. He got right up into my lap. He's such a good boy. You're such a good boy. He his name is Miso. Ramen. He wants some ramen. He, he knows that we're ramen. talking about um, another soup-like product, miso Correct. and ramen. Oh, and hey, ever and maybe another thing that we haven't mentioned ever. Anyone ever tried to get some of that sweet soy sauce from the local Asian market? Oh yeah, mm, soy yeah. sauce, all kinds of soy sauce. I think they sell soy sauce like everywhere. There's different quality. But I'm, no, no, I'm not talking about regular soy sauce. I mean, you He's can't talking do about that. Sweet soy sauce. But that you know, that's just salt. I'm talking about like actually, there's like a thicker, uh, like more concentrated and like a, a sweeter. I think it's sweetened with like maybe like tamarind or something. Interesting. I didn't know that. And, and yeah, it's like a thicker. It's like more so found in like Southeast Asian food. I've found, but um. We have like a knockoff version of it here in our fridge. And uh, sometimes we like to make a, uh, we don't use ramen for it. I don't think ramen will work for it. Um, we use vermicelli noodles. I think they're far superior for it. But it's like a, a Southeast Asian uh, chicken noodle soup. But we use like a, we make like a coconut milk broth. And mm, so we good. Do, you know, chicken and lemon juice. And we use, um, we, uh, you know, we make a broth with lemongrass and all the good stuff. So. It's Soto, right? And thing. typically when you're yeah. eating ramen, you have lemongrass on hand. So you know. we do have some growing in our garden. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you, you're very, I feel like you're very fancy. If you have lemongrass. <laughs> lemongrass has been, lemongrass was so hard so to get. I made the dish several times before I could actually find lemongrass yeah. in a store out here. Oh, but it's so good. It's the best. We now are growing it so that we don't have to go searching for it. All right. Well, I think we have identified all the knowledge you need in order to make some <laughs> cheap, delicious ramen. There's some good TikToks out there, too. Just a heads Ooh. up. Links in the show notes. <laughs> All right, our last question continues on the same food trend, and this comes in from user LoneShark81. And the question is, what's a food you dislike, not because of the flavor, but because of the texture? Mm. Eggplant. Improperly cooked tofu. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what does improperly cooked tofu taste like? What's the texture like? Not is good. it like rubbery? It's just wet. It's just wet, it's wet. And, and rubbery. So and, ima- imagine you took a sludgy. yeah. Imagine you took a, a a new sponge. Okay. And you cut it into little pieces. Okay. And you threw it in your soup, and then you tried to Wait, eat it. Does bad cooked tofu get like tough? I mean, I think it, yeah, it can, but I think it gets more just like crumbly. I gotcha. Like, 
gelatinous. Just okay. not good. Interesting. Uh, for me, it would be uh, seafood. Certain types of seafood. Shrimp. Oh, yeah. That was my same answer to seafood. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle shrimp. Like carry, that, carry the torch for us. That texture. Um, <laughs> same with like any, really any kind of shellfish. I'm not really into it. Uh, oysters. Ugh. Yuck. Slime. It's like slime. It is snot. Yeah. Gross. Oysters are disgusting. No thanks. Ooh. Another one that I'm a hit or miss, um, mostly like for hard boiled eggs. That's why I didn't like your mm. soft soft boiled egg addition to your ramen. Like I got you, yeah. I eggs are eggs I can get over and once I have had like a first bite, it's okay, but it's hard for Ooh, me. Ooh, yeah. Overcooked scrambled eggs for me Ooh. are kinda like a yeah. Um, no, do you, you dislike all eggs or is it just certain types of preparation? Mostly a certain type of preparation. It took me a while to get um, to the fried eggs. I've always been okay with scrambled eggs, but now I like fried eggs. Um, but hard boiled eggs are a no go for me. Like I, 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 but here's the thing. This is where it gets weird. I can have like a deviled egg, but it takes a lot of effort to get me to eat one. And then when I have one, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But it's like the, the anticipation going up to it is a little hard for me. I, I feel like the thing about like bad texture foods can be they like sit with you after you eat them. Yeah. Like when you when you eat like when I eat like overcook scrambled eggs, it's like 15 minutes later, I'm thinking about it, that texture. I'm like, oh. Ugh. Don't yeah. you like dislike mushrooms for this reason? Too? Oh yeah, the uh, like the button White mushrooms, button mushrooms. Yeah, it's like the, the worst of mushrooms. I can't, I can't deal. They're kind of squeaky. Yeah, it's not even the like the taste of mushroom. I like. I don't like the texture of it. Ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> mushrooms are like the the only hope for the future. So, so I would. Only thing we're gonna that be is able to true. I've had other types that are okay, but it's like those button mushrooms. I know, mushrooms so are going to save wow. the world. There's a TED Talk about it. It's really good. You should watch it. Yes. Um, I don't know if you the should TED watch Talks, that. TED Talks are going to destroy the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what other textures are out there? Cottage cheese. Yeah, so bad like, cottage cheese. Like, like, I don't oh, I like... can get down with cottage cheese. <laughs> well, good cottage I'm cheese. I'm kind of ready for some cottage good cheese. Good cottage cheese is great. So I there's this one kind that we get that's like super small curds and it's delicious. But all the other cottage cheese I've ever had is like squeaky and it's like rubbery. Too liquidy. Yeah, it's got this. Yeah. I, it, I want I my don't, cottage cheese to be like a paste. Yeah. Cold if it gets too paste. liquidy, I'm out. A yeah, paste. It, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I love paste. I don't know. There's <laughs> something about certain types of cottage cheese that, like, it squeaks when you eat it, and it's, like, got, like, too thin of, like, a liquid, like, it's, like, a liquid solid matrix kind of mixture, and, like, the liquid's too runny, and then the curd part is too squeaky, and it's just got this, like, snap to it, and it's just absolutely disgusting. How do you feel about so cheese curds, like the ones that you would eat in Wisconsin? delicious those are squeaky delicious they are but they're large so it's not in a mm. matrix of a liquid where it's tiny little bubbles of like a cheese curd which is like what like a lot of like especially like fat free or low fat cottage cheese with like large curds it's like so repulsive to me it's got that like liquid you can almost drain it out it's just like ugh. and it's got those like big curds that like kind of like <laughs> you crunch they crunch when you like eat them it's so gross um anyways not the cottage cheese for me i don't ever buy cottage cheese but i don't not like it i think we should start buying more cottage cheese <laughs> <laughs> josh is like i'm gonna go to the grocery store after this and buy me some cottage cheese i thought i thought of another one jello Oh, fuck oh, you don't Jell-O. like Jello? No, I like Jello. I 
I like Jello. I want. I think some I'd rather right kill myself than eat okay. like Jello what? as like an old person. Oh Hold on, we here on the podcast do not condone suicide, and that I like. It's one reason I don't want to get old because they feed you fucking Jello. Pretty sure you could like, decide not to have that. I don't know. You just sometimes you don't have agency when you're old, and this is one more reason not to get old. So you just think it's all Jello? I'm just gonna have. Yeah, I think Jello is like the tipping point for me. I'm gonna have to go before then. Oh. Oh I mean, I, d- I, I don't can get down with the jello <laughs> texture, but I, it's not really like my treat of choice. Like, I mean, jello's pretty legit. I love but... jello. I love jello with jello and whipped cream on top of oh. it. Mm. Oh, God. And if you have uh, lime and, flavored jello, what if you have like a, yes. a fruit flavored jello with and fucking cream? Yeah. Somebody oh. with like bananas uh, inside. Anybody uh, who makes a jello dessert. Wants you to try their Jello dessert, and they want they, you to suffer. Yeah, they're like, "Here, have some Jello." No, it's okay. Like, You'll like oh, this I made Jello you a dessert. dessert. Oh, jokes on you! Fuck you! Here's this okay. Jello. I don't know that they're trying. Mean, they are. I don't. It's so. malicious in every case. I don't case. think it's malicious. I it think it is. No, you've had Jello, you know. Oh. Wow! Didn't realize there's such strong feelings about Jello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just kind of came out, but it is the truth. <laughs> Jessica's spitting fire over here. <laughs> all right thank you lone shark 81 for your question thanks to the internet for all the great questions this week you can send us your thoughts or questions to our email no stupid answers podcast at gmail.com you could follow us on twitter at nosa underscore podcast if you like what we're doing please give us five stars in your podcast app of choice you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts and we will see you next time bye all when I had Jägermeister for the first time, I thought, well, look at me. I'm just a, a little old wizard drinking my little wizardly brew. <laughs> <laughs>